Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I am Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, we did our last podcast discussing uh, Mary, Mother of God. And one of the things that we brought up there was her decision to say yes to God. And I'd like to use, obviously, part of this podcast is to grow people to get closer to God. But I'd like to specifically talk about that. When God is reaching out to you, how he reaches out to you and how to be open and receptive to know what he wants to go out and do it. Because I think that there's a lot of people who say that they're willing to go out and do stuff, but they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Um, And I think that that would be a good topic to address here would be how to discern what is the message of God. And how to make yourself more open to hearing it more often and then being ultimately able to go and carry out whatever the request is. Because just as we ask God in our prayers, um, it's a two-way street. And, and there are callings of us to do, uh, to perform here on earth. So, like I said, that would be the, the starting point of today's cast and, and go from there. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's the kind of thing that that you and I have circled around to in different forms a few different times. Mm -hmm. I I feel like even one of our first casts, we were uh, touching on this point. And I I think it's appropriate because it's a question that comes up in our lives. And and hopefully hopefully a question that should come up in our lives. It's probably a sign of where you are in your faith, Joe, that you're asking that question. And I mean that in a good way, uh, that you, you don't feel like you sort of exhausted the whole relationship with God because you go to mass on Sunday. You recognize that there's a lot more to it than that. That's just a kind of launching point. And the more happens every day. How do I live out the will of God every day? How do I work with God every day? And uh, so it's wonderful that you ask that question. And, and I think, uh, a question that our you know our listeners are interested in, and so it's closer to us than we realize on our lips and in our hearts, and uh, really is a part of our, our everyday. And the starting point is just our daily duty, that living out the the responsibilities that we have. And you know, if you're a married person, that's a responsibility to your spouse and your children. That's a responsibility just to carry out the what's necessary to put food on the table or to take care of the the children to make sure that they're warm and well fed just living out our daily duty is the starting point if you're employed then obviously doing what you're supposed to do for your job is a, is a starting point a lot of times we don't think about that as being god's will that just seems very kind of earthly and uh, human mundane and not very interesting but but it is God's will. God is is willing for us in our vocation, in marriage or for me, priesthood and religious life, uh, for single people, uh, willing for us in our occupation and our job to carry out uh, the responsibility of those positions. And so that's the starting point is our is our duty. How do I do God's will? Well, by doing my duty better. And that's why, you know, cutting corners on our job or cutting corners on our family life is not just 
bad practice, uh, or not just bad if we get caught, it's sin. It's going against the will of God. When we knowingly cheat our family, when we knowingly cheat our job, when we knowingly uh, dispense of our responsibility, it's sin. We're, we're also going against the will of God. So all of those things are, are tied together, again, as a starting point. And then we're going to have extraordinary experiences of all that, in a, and those come up in a variety of different ways. Uh, maybe you're driving to work, which is your responsibility. It's what you ought to be doing. And then there's an accident. Maybe you're in the accident. Maybe the accident occurred two cars up. Now you have this extraordinary circumstance. What are you going to do? Well, again, we're, we need to always, we know that the moral law is always part of it. So jumping out of my car and attacking the guy who hit me from behind is clearly not God's will. Mm -hmm. uh, now, we might be frustrated and fearful and whatever else. These things, you know, have a way of emerging from us at different times. But, but it's not God's will is insofar as we have the freedom to respond reasonably, then we need to respond reasonably to, uh, to what's happening there. And then, you know, we can be open. There are amazing things that can unfold in those circumstances where maybe the person that hit us is even more traumatized than we are, and there's a chance to even to minister to that person in a way. I know I was with... Uh, I was driving, somebody was following me, and uh, I, I pulled out and crossed the street. I was at a stop sign and then crossed a busy street. Uh, and then the person behind me just followed me a little too closely and didn't realize there was a car coming and uh, pulled out and then got hit. And now there were a couple things happening. The person who was, who who did the hitting was actually driving too fast, but the person who was following me didn't stop long enough at the stop sign to see, to yield to the, the traffic that was coming. Well, the consequence of it was, you know, uh, nobody was seriously hurt. There was damage done to the cars. Uh, but the woman that was driving was, uh, was really shaken up by it. And she was shaken up by other things, which is part of the reason she was speeding. Mm -hmm. And the person following me was a psychologist. <laughs> and after they worked out, you know, the, the payments and the insurance and the, all of that kind of stuff, uh, he ended up ministering to her. Now, she came into his life in a quite extraordinary way. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's where we're open to God has a way of orchestrating things and bringing us into people's lives and, and activating uh, relationships and the use of gifts for each other and and a lot of wonderful things can unfold if we're open to it. Now, if my friend had just been shut down and said, you know, that terrible woman, she hit me, what a, you know, she's a terrible driver, I don't want to deal with her life. I don't Those are the things that close God's will out of our heart. But the more that we can be transformed by his grace and open to the surprising things that he does for us, then the the more that we can carry out a ministry for people and um, and, and wonderful things can unfold. How, how many times have people met their spouses that way, you know, or maybe not through a car accident, although I'm sure that's happened, mm -hmm. uh, but, but through kind of accidental encounters. And that's where we need to be sort of tuned in. In the midst of the, the fabric of God's will in our lives is the daily duty. 
you know. And that's what Mary was doing. She was carrying out her daily duty. We don't know exactly what she was doing, but we know that she was doing something with, you know, maybe she was praying, maybe she was sweeping the floor. God only knows. Uh, but she was carrying out her daily duty. And in the midst of that, God broke in in an extraordinary way. The Archangel Gabriel showed up to her and God announced to her an extraordinary mission, not something that she had expected. But as she looks back, she could see that she was also prepared for it. And that's the amazing thing, too. God is preparing us right now for the mission that he is going to give us maybe 10 years from now. It's amazing to see the ways that he forms skills in us, that he introduces us to people, that he makes connections for us, that he, all of these things we're not even aware of. And suddenly that, that mission gets started up and I realize I've got all the skills for this already. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how, you know, so just kind of going about our lives in a way that's attentive, in a way that's ready for God to break in, in a way that's faithful to our daily duty, Always opening in prayer, asking the Lord, trying to be ready. Is there, you know, because if our hearts are closed to something, if I say there's no way I would ever do blank, I can really shut that down in my heart and not be open to God drawing me in that direction. So I don't want to close my heart in that way. I want to be open to what God may be leading me to. But then it's just a matter of carrying out our daily duty, doing it faithfully, doing it virtuously, doing it with love, doing it the best we can. And then God's will kind of unfolds. Yeah, and that that makes a whole lot of sense. So off of that, yeah, this is something that you're right. We have we have circled around it a couple of times in the past as it's going through some of our cast. Um and I think the part of it is is that you know, A, it's always good to to try to bring up, but as we just can talk about the same topic multiple times and have way different ways of explaining it and get to different points. So one of the things that, that you brought up there in your analogy of, of the car accident was something that I think that we as people only see with negative things in our life, meaning that you have a lot of emotion inside of you and it's building up in a negative way. So now you're driving faster. You're not paying attention as much. You're much more likely to have something bad happen when you're already in a state of hype of heightened negative emotion, just the way it is. Whether you're in sadness or anger, put those in the same category. When you're experiencing a lot of that, you're way more likely to have something such as a car accident happen, such as a, a problem at work or something the other, and. I also tend to think that the opposite is true, that if you're having, I'm not totally sure what the two driving emotions behind them with like sadness and anger, probably thankfulness and something else, thankfulness and joy, that that will lead to bigger and better things spurring along. Because I've seen that myself in life and I've seen it with other people. Um, And I, I wanted to see if there's anything to that core concept going off your analogy and and how ultimately it can lead to where we're going here. Yeah, well, insofar as we have some uh, opportunity to choose what approach we're going to take, not everybody who is experiencing sadness and anger can just kind of like flip it off and 
turn sure. on thankfulness and joy. Sure, yeah. You know, but uh, but insofar as we are able to choose, and and our thinking does make a big difference in what what we're feeling. Uh, it's I like uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas has this great line. He says the intellect does not rule over the emotions like a master over a slave, but rather like a noble ruler over free citizens. <laughs> mm-hmm. And our emotions have that quality of being kind of free citizens. They have a little bit of a mind of their own, but uh, our, our mind, insofar as we can direct our thoughts and we can choose to think of more positive things and we can take a more positive approach and we can make acts of faith and acts of hope, well, it certainly it does make a difference on our emotions, and that makes a difference on our openness, that we can be more ready to respond to extraordinary circumstances or extraordinary interventions by God when we are thankful, when we are joyful, when we are hopeful, when we are uh, have that kind of freedom, that interior freedom that goes together with those, uh, those different emotions. So uh, insofar as we can choose to think about things that are going to lead us but to, to keep our hearts open, we'll be able to respond better to those spontaneous experiences, those extraordinary interventions that, that we experience really uh, every day. There are, there are different points, unexpected things that happen, little surprises. Uh, God is the God of surprises. He likes working through surprises. So um, keeping our hearts open is, uh, is a makes a big difference to be ready to respond to those surprises in a, in a positive way, to find God in the midst of those different experiences. Yeah, and I, I like that what you just said there, that you, can, you can't control your emotions, obviously, all the way through. There, there's part of them that are just going to be reactionary. But the reactions are two things. You're pre-building, you know, desire what should happen, and then what caused the reaction in the first place. So if you're coming from a state of being super aggressive and, and continuously angry and you get rear-ended, you're much more likely to come out, you know, guns a-blazing if someone rear-ends you. Whereas if you're constantly, you know, praying and putting yourself in a state of of peace and, and thankfulness, you're more likely to, uh, to see that maybe this guy wasn't trying to rear-end me and he messed up had no desire to do it just as I had no desire to get rear-ended and not to make everything everyone's out to get me type mindset, which I think is a really big poison on the mind, Uh, but that might not be um, exactly relevant to this cast, or maybe it's completely relevant. I'm not totally sure um, as we're going around here. Yeah. And, uh, and again, we just, we just don't always have control over all of that. The, um, you know, our, our, some of the emotional structures, even, even when you think of the kind of chemical things, I mean, hormones, you know, play a role in this. Our, our, our lady listeners, our female listeners, you know, know that in a particular way, they've got a lot of hormonal things that, that fluctuate in different ways throughout the course of a, of a month, mm-hmm. which is part of the beauty of femininity and, and, uh, and part of the cross that they bear, that they feel very intensely, and they sometimes feel things that just like don't make sense. And you know, and we men have our own uh, variant of that, not quite so strongly affected by 
the, the hormonal dimensions, but just different things that are happening in the day, just tiredness, you know, we, and we take different drugs like you know, caffeine or sugar in its own ways, and, you know, that affects us, it affects our emotions too. And then we're, you know, by disposition, some people are just a little more melancholic, some people are a little more naturally sanguine, joyful, some people a little more uh, prone to anger, some people a little more prone to um, just just being kind of placid and uh, and and less emotional. So um, some of that is temperamental as well, and it goes back to you can see it in babies. You know, babies already exhibit this coming out of the womb practically. Uh, so there's something you know that's more inherent in our humanity. But but the point is, as much as we can do, take positive steps, uh, have positive thoughts, ha- ask for prayers. Uh, trust in others, build up our relationships, handle our own wounds, seek the healing that we need. Uh, a lot of steps that we can take to have a more positive emotional disposition and thus be more ready to handle those extraordinary interventions when God shows up in our day in unexpected ways. And those are those can be exciting moments. They can be fearful moments, but as we have an attitude that God is on our side and he's not having these interventions, he's not bringing up these extraordinary things in order to uh, punish us or, or uh, be cruel to us or you know, be just uh, throw us under the bus somehow. But he always brings these things up ultimately for our good and for the good of the, the church and the whole world. And the more we can be ready to respond with our heart and mind and soul and strength, and the uh, the more effectively we can carry out his, his will in our lives. And people will be blessed by that. Yeah. And, and and obviously you can't control your disposition. can't control a lot of the chemistry part of what's going on inside of you. To the, Barring what you eat, obviously you can control what chemicals you're putting into mm-hmm. your body. But a lot of it is just kind of the cards you were dealt, if you will. And, you know, obviously one of the, the driving forces of all of this is to, is to put your faith in God to, to teach it, teach you how to play your hand as best as you can. And, you know, is there any specific things that people can do to make themselves more open to basically learn how Jesus is telling you how to play your cards, how to, how to do it any specific prayers or or thoughts that the people can integrate into their lives to help them make the steps in the right direction. Yeah, that's a great question and and absolutely. Uh the fundamental thing is prayer. <laughs> if we have a relationship with God, if we really know him personally, which only ultimately comes through prayer, then we're ready to encounter him, to meet him, to work with him, to be with him, you know, in the midst of the kind of circumstances that come up in our lives. Uh, So we're always going to be better disposed if we're praying. And then a particular way to pray is a a kind of prayer of surrender, that it's it's what we do in the Our Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I have some stipulations about what I want that will to be. It would be nice to get my daily bread today. And it would be nice if I could also forgive and be forgiven. And, 
it would be nice if you didn't let the evil one have the last word, but that you would deliver me from him and not not test me too much. Don't make it too hard. Don't let me uh, fall into temptation. And so the Our Father expresses is a very beautiful way to pray. To pray the Our Father sincerely every day is a wonderful prayer of surrender that we say, okay, Lord, I trust you. Whatever comes today, I want to correspond with your grace. I want to work with you. I trust you. And uh, I, I have some needs. I know my own weakness. I know my physical needs, and I know my emotional needs, and I know my, my spiritual needs, and I know that there are things that are too much for me, and I'm, uh, I need your help. But, but the Our Father is a beautiful way to pray. And there are other things. There's a, an Italian priest who uh, he's a servant of God. He's not a saint yet, Father Dolindo, and he has something called the uh, Novena of Surrender. I think that's what you could search for on Google, Novena uh, of Surrender. And uh, it's a very beautiful prayer. Uh, Trustful Surrender to Divine Providence is a, is a beautiful book that you can find free online. It was written by St. Claude de la Colombière back several hundred years ago and is a wonderful reflection on that call to surrender, that God is at work in all of the events of our lives and that he, we can become more sensitive and more responsive to that. So a lot of different ways to pray, but maybe the most fundamental is just the, the Our Father. And even more simply than that, just to say to Jesus in our hearts, Jesus, I trust in you, and I trust in your will in my life, and I want to carry that will out today. I want to be open to that. And that is a way of getting our hearts in the right disposition towards God so that we can really carry out his will most effectively in our lives. Well, that, that's a beautiful way to end today's cast. And Slinda, we hope that everyone out there will carry forward in their weeks to come and, and even beyond that. So again, we thank everyone for listening. Please continue to uh, tell a friend around you and keep giving us the reviews that you have been. We look forward to speaking with you next week. Thank you.